Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in to Unscripted, presented by Be Unique Magazine, because an authentic life is unscripted. Be Unique is a 501c3 charity that works today to change tomorrow. Learn more at our website, beunique.org. That's B U N E K E.org. know that Be Unique is a free, non-profit publication? We work today to change tomorrow by bringing you truly amazing guests like the one we'll introduce tonight, and by highlighting stories about people all over the world who will astound you. The free digital version is available 24-7 at BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Well, welcome to another episode of Be Unique Unscripted. I'm glad to have everybody here tonight. I want to introduce our guest, but I also want to introduce our co-host, who is Tyrell. Um, I'll get to Tyrell in just a minute. But our guest tonight is Cricket Barrientos. She is the founder of Sounds of Autism. She created curriculum and executed... Did I miss something? No, you're good. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I thought I was doing something wrong. I usually do. Um, but Cricket <laughs> created curriculum and executed presentations called Life on a Spectrum and also Responders Unite. Responders Unite helps educate first responders to understand the difference between a dangerous person on drugs and a scared person with autism. She is an oh, avid I'm so excited. <laughs> You're going to love her, Tyrell. Uh, Cricket is an avid supporter of vetting reliable and safe life and career skill resources as the autism PR person for a chore that Be Unique did a, um, a story about a while back called Busy Kit. She helped the company grow to become one of the top 10 startup companies in the state of Arizona last year in 2018. Cricket has spoken to businesses focusing on the proper steps to building and sustaining long-term and profitable businesses and how to grow better relationships within your faith, family, friends, and financial world. And I could say a whole lot more, but I think I'd end up taking up the entire hour, and I want to introduce Tyrell. Tyrell Ernest has been with Be Unique for a little while, and he's getting more and more involved, and we could not be happier. Um, he just recently worked with Jennifer and Franklin, um, one of our filmmakers, one of our, our professional filmmakers, at, um, oh dear, Southeast Regional Film Festival in Jacksonville. Tyrell, what was it like to interview 16 people in, like, lightning dating, I'm guessing? Um that's a, that's a great question. I've never been on the interview or side. I've always been the interview. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, um, it was cool. I've done it a few times now, um, being with the unique, um, I tried to completely involve myself and vet myself into something I truly believe in and something that not only can help me, but also can help with. And, um, for me, it was, it's always fun. Um, it was a different experience, a little bit more rushed, um, not in a bad way, but we were kind of. It, doing time crunches, and, you know, you have some people that do interviews, and they like to be a little long-winded, a little short-winded. and But it was overall, it was very fun. I never can say I have a bad time doing interviews, whether it's on a podcast or whether it's in person. Um, other than that, no, it was fun. It was fun. I, I do want to invite our readers, our listeners, I'm sorry, I'm on the wrong channel right now, to go check out our YouTube channel at some point. Jennifer's actually editing and putting all those videos online this evening, so they're not there yet. Some are. But I will tell you, 
Tyrell, I was impressed with how you maintained your composure with 16 or 17 different people. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and they were, if you didn't know, literally back-to-back. Literally one person was walking out, one person was sitting down. So not to toot my horn. I'm not a horn tooter at all. But um, You're more of a drum beater. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I might beat the drum a little bit. But, no, um, it was great. And um, it's just cool. I love interviewing people, so. Well, good. I'm going to let you take over and interview Cricket then. Oh, I Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. I am I so excited. Um, I I read, you know, I've been, you know, reading up, you know, doing my research. And um, I don't know why, but I skimmed over. I don't know if I skimmed. I don't know. I was reading. Sometimes I read too much of the stuff, and I probably completely missed it because I was reading so much into other things. Um, but I just realized the correlation because I saw the news and the program you have, which is the Responders Unite. Um, which, like you said, it helps educate first responders um, to understand the difference between a dangerous person on drugs and a scared person with autism. Um, I'm really excited for you to dive into that. Can you give me um, what what made you start? What experience did you have Absolutely. that made you want to start doing this? Yes. So I um, am a mom of autism. So my son is going to turn 17 tomorrow. Landon's going to be 17. His birthday is under 21st. So um, but he was diagnosed at, back then it was at six years old, but we saw the signs probably at two, but I was going through a lot of emotional and um, just my own things. So I thought that maybe he was going through that with me emotionally, but realized that he had no, no idea what I was even going through. He was going through his own issues, you know? So um, uh, when I, when I moved to Arizona from Chicago, um, my, my significant other had followed me a year later and became a Phoenix police officer, and he's now been on 10 years. And so just hearing stories that he's shared with me or in the middle of a shift, he might call and say, hey, I have a kid with autism, and his mom and dad don't know what to do. Do we have any resources that I can just offer them real quick? So it's not that we became like a a resource center for the police departments, but in those specific situations, we were able to help respond and and give them some ideas. And and at that point, I was like, oh, my gosh, they should have all this stuff. Like, you would think that that would already be developed, and, and realizing it wasn't. And so I've always been a, if you have a problem, find a solution person. So um, about two years ago, my son was going through a severe mental breakdown. And at that same exact time, a Buckeye police officer had detained a a person with autism. He thought he might have been on drugs. And he detained him. And when he did that, realized that, you know, this kid was um, different and that he probably wasn't on drugs, that he may have been slow, development, delayed. And um, and so there was just this huge um, outpour of anger and frustration, and protesters actually approached me about leading a protest to the West Valley of Arizona to bring awareness to officers not knowing and all of that type of thing. And living on both ends, um, I can't say that in that particular situation that there wasn't a need for both the family and the um, officer to to learn something, to, you know, figure out a way to bring a solution to this. Because, you know, for us as families, it's unfortunate, but there's so many needs in our in our community uh, for education and awareness. And these families are just trying to allow their kids to be typical kids to play out in the park. And, you know, these officers, they're in the same boat. They need the education. But, you know, with funding and budgets and all of that kind of stuff, Autism is just one thing that they need training on. So it's not at the top of the list. And it was the largest epidemic between 2000 and two, 2006, 2008, based on the CDC reporting. And I feel like these kids are probably four to six years away from hitting adulthood. So I just wanted to make a difference and bring my experience and my education and my personal experience into something that I felt was a need for everybody in the community, everybody. That's really um, not only deciding inspiring because people have to realize that nowadays it does take for, if, if like you said, the funding isn't there and people, it, it's more, people want to spend money on things that they feel like are more relevant than what's in the now and what needs to be done now. It's up to us yeah. as, as the general population to inform and educate and do what we can to prove um, that this is worth funding. It is worth having more and more people learn about it because 
our, our first responders are literally first responders. And yep. um, you can you you can only be my theory when it comes to first responders, and not all. You can only be so educated within a curriculum before you hit basically hand to hand. You can't experience anything um, unless you actually go through it. So yep. it's, number one is really exciting that you're you're doing that. Um, how many? Um, I see that you have obviously, um, like you said, it says over one million people have viewed you um, talking um, about the foundation and and autism as well. Yes. So um, a lot of that audience came from my relationship with Busy Kid um, that I had met a couple years ago um, in a meeting. And as I was leaving uh, this meeting, the CEO and um, and his counterpart were standing in the in the parking lot and and they were waving me down. And I had known the counterpart uh, for a long time, but I, I never met um, the CEO. I, I've never met him just at this meeting. And he's waving my car down, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, maybe they're wanting to say hello or introduce, you know, um, on a more personal maybe level or whatever. Maybe they want to give so like, money would be my thought. <laughs> no, I didn't think that, but, yeah, that would have been good. Um, so and they, they stopped me, and the, and, um, and the CEO, uh, Mike Perinsky, he said, um, you know, Cricket, do you do you do your videos off of a teleprompter? And I said, no, I, I just have a real big passion for um, what I'm doing. And because of that, you know, I have a natural gift to gab, and, and it just comes naturally to me to be able to have these comfortable conversations about autism. You can talk to me about other things, and I'd, I'd, flip through, I'd be a mess. But with autism, I have such a passion and a big heart for it, and I know it's very, very important to speak very uh, clearly about this um, to everybody. And so he goes, what do you think about joining our team and, you know, sharing this resource that could be available to families? And he shared with me what it was. Well, I'm, I'm a number cruncher. I love budgets and money and financial performance and all that. I ran restaurants over 28 years, so I, I'm a number girl, you know, so when he's sharing what his app is about, with it's a tour app, but it teaches people about money management and, you know, uh, investing and buying stocks, penny stocks and, you know, and, and saving and doing all those things. That's something that I've always shared with people. And so I was like, oh, this is, this is just as easy as me talking about autism. So absolutely. And kids with autism tend not to have uh, an understanding of the value of money. When our son is given a $20 bill or a $1 bill, it doesn't matter. He thinks it's the same amount of money. So, you know, they're going to be very vulnerable as they grow up if they don't fix those things. So I like to find resources that are that are generally um, newer to a community. They're fun, exciting, but they also create a great value for job and life skills for the audi- audience that I um, support. And so I shared uh, my vision in my first video, and you could tell because when you watch the video, I'm I'm broken in that video. I'm going through my son, you know, going through a very bad de- breakdown and depression, um, but I really needed to get the message out there, and I and I did it. The lighting in the picture is bad. Like everything about it was like I would have done it different, but the <laughs> message touched over 686,000 people. And I thought, you know what, at the worst time of my life and the most heartbreaking time of my life, a message that I I brought to the table was still viewed because it's genuine. Like it's not, you know, where they touch up the the lighting or the face. They didn't do any of that. It was real and raw and unscripted just like how you're, you're bringing me today. And I love it. I love it because it's real and, and families with kids with autism, there's no glamour in what we do every day. We don't, we're lucky if we get dressed every day. We're lucky if we, we can hold a job and do all those things because that child is, becomes the number one thing in your life, whether you want it or not. Yeah, I, That's absolutely I, true. I can't say I understand, but I can say I can get what you're saying. Because um, yes. I don't understand <laughs> what that, that kind of, yeah, that kind of trial is, but. Everyone has their trials, but I know autism is a is definitely a special case to work with. And um, I remember for a, a, actually a a few of um, I only have dealt with autism briefly um, in a form of a with someone that I was actually um, dating a while back, and I remember trying to deal with it. And with me being the person I am, I, I kind of you have to understand it 
you have to. Yep. If you don't, it's kind of just like <laughs> you feel like you're the outside looking in, and you're like, oh, like what what should I do? What can I do? How should I do it? And it takes definitely a special person, people, community to take care of um, someone with autism. So that's it's it's definitely very exciting. I'm I'm so glad that someone is doing it. Someone that generally has the passion. Um, can you just expound for me? I um. Give me the correlation between you and the Bullying Extinct campaign and those guys. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay, well, I met um, – I didn't. I had no idea you were going to talk to me about that, but I think it's exciting because uh, Kenny Dobbs, who's the national um, slam dunk champion, and, um, and his friend Gary uh, Smith, who as well uh, has – they came into my life three years ago, almost three and a half years ago, and they were these two just kind-hearted souls that had the passion to play basketball and had the talent. I mean, they're amazing, both of them. I believe they both either tried out for the NBA or they've been at the NBA for a portion of their life, and they're so humble. They don't talk about any of those things with me. They just, they're just really tall and just gentle souls. And they now today refer to me as their momager. Um, but I, I know, they're just amazing. But it's just cool because, um, you know, uh, Gary is African-American. Um, Kenny is half Native, half Hispanic, and then I'm this, you know, little white girl. <laughs> and the <laughs> three of us in a mixing bowl are the answer of diversity. That's how I feel. And so they came into my life and they had this, this platform of, of something that I think could just really grow. And I saw the vision and I saw, but I saw that they kept getting doors shut in their face. And I said, you know what? I don't have a lot of time, but I want to mentor you. Uh, and I'm going to take you under my wing and I'm going to show you the business side of what you're doing to help you grow. And I said, and this is going to be really, really good because my long-term goal is to be a consultant for business and nonprofits. And for me to have some, you know, testimonials, um, this, you guys would be some great testimonials. So I'm going to do this complimentary, and all I'm asking is that you say I did a good or bad job, and hopefully good. And so we've stuck together, and they just did their second annual um, Mad Fest anti-bullying campaign out at Westgate in Arizona, and they had doubled the audience to the point where we needed more seats. And they bring out celebrities. They bring out local community rock star basketball players from Arizona, girls and boys. They included this year. And two years ago, none of these kids really understood what we were doing. But this last year, some of these kids were even attempting some of the baskets, um, the slam dunks that these boys do. And I said, every year you're going to just get more and more people. So I've worked with them, and we've kind of found a way to integrate um, our Sounds of Autism program with their anti-bullying program under the umbrella of, it's called Relentless Athletes. And the boys and I are working on programs to bring to not just responders, but our community and our at-risk, big-time at-risk, Communities. Both of these boys have a story which involves gangs, drugs, somewhat suicide. Um, they just understand. They understand the bad and how they overcame. And now we're going to go out there and find others that need our support. And we're going to uh, become, you know, true servant leaders of our community. That's That's one of those things where it's really – it's a, a blessing for everyone and and its surrounding because for you to do that, especially with you being like, I'm time consumed and help, it just continues. As, it's the bridge that builds its own self. And it all ties into one, even if it's like we're doing, we're dealing with autism, we're dealing with bullying, we're dealing with just human nature. It's human yep. nature in itself. And it's just really nice. Obviously, I've said it a few times. I've probably said it a lot more times. It's just very refreshing. <laughs> Um, I guess I'll change my vocabulary a little more. Very refreshing. It's very refreshing just this, um, to see people helping each other and people understanding where the thing that they want can prosper if they just, you know, actually believe in it. And it's just – it's a very inspirational and it's very exciting, and it's just cool enough people are actually out here doing things for more than just themselves. 
Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's a lot of hard work, I'm not going to lie. And, you know, with my son, and in, in, I have a daughter that just went to college last year, and my husband being a police officer, we're, we're very busy. But I, I truly believe that I'm, I'm on a mission um, that I don't control. And I am supposed to be doing what I'm doing. And every day I have a new project that's brought into my life. And I now understand that, so I don't get frustrated. Like, I don't have time. I don't get frustrated. I, I figure it out. I balance, um, and I and I just spend a lot of time educating. Cricket? Yes. That's would, you, would you that's bottle that and sell it to me, please? <laughs> you got it. You know what? You, you, you guys are doing the exact same thing. I mean, it's exciting to me that – I'm even asked to come on a program like yours because I don't, you know, I don't think what I'm doing is, um, is a big deal. I, I just oh, think it it's something that, I just think it's something that has to be done. You know, we have one life and we can leave it the way, you know, the way somebody else plans it for us or we can plan our own. And, and for me, um, I like that I get to, make this into whatever I want to and nobody's controlling it, you know, where when you go to work every day, you have somebody kind of telling you, you got to do this or you got to do that. You have an expectation. But for this, I never fail because nobody ever knows what I'm doing. So if I do it wrong, nobody knows that, right? Because there's nobody there saying, Hey, you, you should have done it this way or you should have done that, you know, at at least at this time. And I enjoy, I think that's why I love it so much because I don't, I don't have any any um, uh, confinements. I can do whatever I want, and it truly gives me the opportunity to, to be um, to give back. That's it's That's just ex- so cool to hear you talk because you you sound like you've got everything in control. <laughs> I'll tell you that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> I would say it sounds like, um, it sounds like you know exactly what you're thinking, and seventy five percent of what of what because that's how I feel like myself. I feel like I know exactly what I'm thinking and seventy five percent of what I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that that's probably about what I think it is about. Because um, even if 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 truly if we were in control of what we wanted, then we wouldn't get the things that were passed to us so fast. Because if you're in control, you're yeah. like, well, I don't really want to. I don't really want to do this right now. It's two times. So it's better to not. It's better to not be in control, but to know what you want to control. It's, yes, uh, agreed. And it's a lot less stressful. <laughs> that it is. That it is. Well, I want to ask you about um, your 45-minute uh, 45 interactive presentation. I want you to go through that. But before we do that, I'm just going to send this over to Marshall. Okay, All righty. Take a little break and get some water. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer coffee or tea? This is a question we ask on our fun and informative millennial talk show called Coffee or Tea, No Phones Allowed. And why do I know? Because I'm Anna. I'm one of the co-hosts. It's a great time. It's a professionally edited weekly series that's free to watch on Be Unique's YouTube channel. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a comment with your topic or guest recommendations. We love hearing from you. And we're back to Tyrell, the Tyrell and Cricket Show. (laughs) Okay, so, of course, like I said before, can you go through um, your 45-minute interactive presentation with us, if you can, briefly? Or long, either way, I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, actually, I was just saying that um, I'm sitting in the YMCA, at a local YMCA, it's our training center that we use uh, in Goodyear, Arizona, and we have an event tonight, and we actually have the guest speaker that we brought in is uh, my son's um, therapist that helps him with his medications, and he's going to speak to our community, and uh, the Goodyear fire department heard about this so they're actually coming out as a guest um to uh to sit through it with us so we're going to be educating some first responders tonight but i've been in the restaurant industry over 28 years and i started writing a um i I created a it's 
called Condition with Kindness Business Model that I created in 1997 off of Tiger Woods Golf Swing. And this business model uh, got me to fly all over the Midwest. My vice president saw the presentation and flew me all over the Midwest for my first year uh, before I had kids. And I shared this business model on how to sustain teams, create fun, exciting environments, lower turnover, increase sales, increase bottom line profit, and, um, and really work as a team. And it shows what causes teams to break down, what causes them to build up, and how to sustain um, the training piece of things. So that, like Kenny, when he took Gary under his wing, he was teaching him his skills and showing his abilities to teach skills. And Gary now, I said, now you got to find somebody that's your, you know, you're the protege of, you know, that you're, and, and you're going to start teaching and educating them. So the business model is, you know, three tiers, and it's uh, teaching, learning, and signature. And the signature stage is the stage where you get to put your signature on it because you have created a fun team atmosphere that is, you know, going to be there for a very long time. A very few people in my career have I met that made it to the signature stage and truly was able to maintain the uh, well-oiled machine. There was always something getting in the way. That same business model is what I created to go in and educate police officers how to work with this community, teachers how to integrate these kids back into society in their classrooms so that they're not excluded. All of those different ways. And when I teach the model, the light bulb goes on and everybody, everybody embraces it. And the ones that don't, it's almost better they don't because maybe they don't understand it or they're not willing to attempt, attempt it. And so it really kind of tells people this is the mission, this is the goal, but it's visual. So instead of talking about something, we're showing them visually. And it also talks about personalities and why we fail with performance and personality and everything that we do in every relationship that we have. And it really holds people accountable to the positive and negative ways that they do things. When you have a bossy applesaucy in the crowd, how that breaks the team down. And when you have somebody that's goofing around and doesn't take, you know, full responsibility, yeah, they can create some fun and excitement, but we never get to the, the end result because they're always doing something. So this 45-minute presentation uses the acronym SPECTRUM, S-P-E-C-T, is the five steps to become R-U-M, Responders United to Make a Difference. And the SPECT is the stop sign, the patience, the education, the compassion, and the trust that someone needs to have to respond to the community of autism. And I teach the business model in the educational piece of the uh, acronym. Okay, okay. So I got everything from that. So when it comes to <laughs> no, I was it was it was I was gonna say it was it was a lot, but I got it. And I was thinking about I was like, man, what type of person? I've been in situations where I'm like, I'm usually a goofy person, but when it comes to like business and like being like the leader of like a group, I'm always like, oh, I want to lead. So I'm gonna be like not goofy yep. and like not silly and stuff like that. So um, during the 45 minutes, how many of the um, or with that? So anytime you do this, how many of the the people that you're affiliated with, whether it's the um, your Catholic charities or like the Avondale interface, is it like a continuous? Are they constantly at these or is it? Because you're going from place to place, it's just who's there. We put uh, invites out, and we encourage people all different communities. And every audience is always, you know, your foundation, maybe two or three people that come to every single meeting. And the rest of those people are always new, and they were told to come by somebody that went to our other meeting. So I think it's based on the audience and who, what they're looking for, the resources, because some of the parents have younger kids. So some of these um, guest speakers don't fit for them. So they really look at, you know, and we're very diverse with the groups that we're bringing in. We bring everything from the mental health community to somebody that works for Target or Safeway or somebody that works for the police department or the fire department or schools. I mean, you name it, we have real estate agents because they need to understand that some of these families have kids that can't live with cactuses in the front yard. And somebody that does real estate may not understand that. So we talk about, you know, really understanding who you're serving and finding those true things that they're asking for in every detail matters. So you make sure to hit your broad spectrum of diversity. So it's not, like you said, just about responders, about real estate agents or maybe like 
obviously parents and like maybe friends. So it's literally open to anyone who just wants to learn how to better deal with someone with autism. Yes. And I came up with this presentation because I had added a hundred of my best friends onto my Facebook page when I first started Facebook and my, my autism uh, organization, and they stayed. And I thought, oh, wow, all, all of my friends have kids with autism, you know? And then I started asking them, you know, privately, like, do you have an autistic child? And they're like, no, I just like your stories. <laughs> yeah, so I yes, laughed. I know. But you know what? It's a community. It is, and it's good to be, like, it's great that they were like, yeah, I love it because, you never know. You may not know someone in this instant, but say if you stop, say if there's someone in trouble, say if there's someone just trying to communicate and you're like, oh, I know what to do. It's no yep. better feeling than being prepared. I would rather overly prepare for something and it not happen than to be underprepared and it's going to happen and it escalated well, something that it shouldn't have been. In Life on a Spectrum, the name is talking about the life on a spectrum. And spectrum is so broad and there's so many people involved with that. And every kid with autism typically has something else. So, so not just autism. They usually have anxiety, stress, ADHD. Like there's so many other things. Um, 40% have seizures. I mean, it's really amazing. And just so you know, the fire department just walked in. We were told it might be one or two people. It was like the whole squad. It's awesome. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, really it's amazing. exciting. Yes, but going back really quick, because I want to make sure that this is um, understood, is Life on a Spectrum was for Responders United to Make a Difference. So a responder is anybody that's willing to respond to the community. But Responders Unite was actually started about three years ago with the military base out here, Luke Air Force Base. They wanted somebody to have a support system on Facebook, and they asked me to create that. So I created Responders Unite for them. It went to sleep, and then when this issue with the officer happened, I reopened it, and I said, you know what? Law enforcement has the lethal portion of this. So we need to educate them first because they're front of the line, and they're the ones with the guns, and they're the ones that are going to be shooting if they don't know. So let's educate them first, and let's educate everybody else about what these officers are going to be doing. So the Responders Unite campaign is almost the same program, but we added in their duty belt, and we're going to actually create these officers' um, uh, profiles as ambassadors, and then they'll go into our school systems, and they will train the kids directly in the classroom how to respond in a crisis situation. That is very, very meticulous way of doing things, especially since it's the first way to reach, obviously, people when they're young. And if it comes to people that yes. they respect and it's, and it's not fear and they come in with the right attitudes, it can really, really, really affect a lot of those kids in a great way. And um, as you were saying it, it brought me, it brought the video up to me. I don't know if you've seen that video yet of uh, of the um, autistic kid that officer just dealt with. And I was wondering, was that from the three years ago in Arizona or was that a more recent video? Are you talking about the issue with the kid in Costco? Oh, yes. That just recently happened. Um, and I, I had a friend reach out to me and she said, Cricket, the training is just, we need it. And I said, I know. But this is, this is um, what I have to say is, I don't want to launch it until we're 100% ready because we can't go backwards. Once we train these kids and they see it, it goes in their mind. They're brilliant. These kids are brilliant. They remember yes. everything. So we have to do it right. So I'm taking it slow. It's taken us two years to develop it. And when the officers went through the um, videos and we did all the videos, we did four videos, and the last video was a high-risk stop where they had – guns pointed at these actors and we didn't tell the actors we said this is just pretend but we were worried you know this could trigger them and when they took my my son out of the car and he could not follow one command and they saw the stress and anxiety the officers were literally shaking you could see them shaking as they're they're talking to these kids and giving them commands and the one you could just hear him take a sigh of like I can't do this like he's trying to get Landon to follow his command. He just wants him to do it. He wants to cheerlead him along, and he's failing at every single command. And this was just pretend. 
So it's scary. And the officers at the end, they say cricket. Every officer needs to go through this training. And I said, yes. And every community member needs to go through our other training because out of 20 of my presentations, 20 families came up and said at the end of my presentation, I think my child has autism listening to your stories. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. It's powerful. But I told you, this isn't me. I'm facilitating from something inside of me because I don't have a brain this big. (laughs) 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 It's true. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Passion will do that. um, It just pushes you. Yep. Yeah, even when you don't, even when you, even when you think, well, I remember I thought back someone and I was like, when did I really start doing what I love to do? And I was like, oh, I've been doing it for so long. I just forgot when I started. But it just, you do it, and then you put forth that effort. Because I feel like when you're doing something that you're passionate about, you can't help but put forth the full effort. You can't say you're passionate about something and not put forth full effort. And don't you think, I mean, I, I see it in both of you. When you're passionate about something, you don't, like I'm so comfortable. You guys are so comfortable. We're just having a normal conversation. Most people would be like, I'm on the I'm on a podcast or I'm on you know, they'd be freaking out. But it's not like that. Like it's so easy and comfortable to talk about this because I know it's so important and I know so many people hopefully we have a million people listening to this tonight and, and somebody hears something that we said that they say, Oh my gosh, my child needs you know, needs to be um diagnosed because Intervention and education are probably the most important tools in this. Once you know or you come out of that denial and accept, you have to get them education. You have to. It's so important. You can't hide this. You can't hide it. And mental health is something people don't like talking about. They just don't. I grew up that way. We don't talk about it. There's something different about that kid. We don't talk about it. Well, you know what? We're talking about it. We have to. Yes, especially in the time we're in now, it is so, so it's such a del- delicate situation because now it's like with with weird kids, they used to just be, hey, that kid maybe a stranger weird, and they just like to play video games, to play Dungeons and Dragons. It was like, I guess, I guess you can call that weird. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much weird. I'm very much weird, <laughs> but but I call it good weird. There's never a bad weird for me, but. I'm a pretty weird, weird person, I might say so, but it's different now. Somebody might not be what what it traditionally used to be, and it can't be swept under the rug, like you said, because things are happening to where kids are getting bullied and they're killing themselves, or kids are getting bullied and they're killing other kids, and it's like the it just has to. People have to care. People are so consumed with their lives. It's like, when do we start caring when it's too late? That's a that's a very human thing to do is care when it's too late. So I we have to make sure I didn't we want educate to get my everyone. Son help. I, I didn't want to get my son help when he needed it the most, when the chemicals started changing. He was going through puberty, and he was struggling. But there was this day where he was given a donut at 7.30 in the morning, and by 9.30 at night, he finally finished the donut because the dinosaur that lived inside of his body had sea bombs on his feet, and he had to cleanse them every time he took a bite. And once that happened, I was like, I can't do this naturally anymore. I have to accept what's going on. I can't be in denial, and I need to get help for him because he's going to either take his own life or he's going to take somebody somebody else's, or these officers are going to have to detain him, and who knows where that's going to end up. So I had to live it, feel it, and understand it, and I finally took the acceptance. And then when I started looking for a facility to take him, 35 phone calls with every one of them saying, I can't help you because I don't have the correct medical help. I only have private insurance, and they wouldn't take him. Wow. Wow. That's reality. So most uh, families would just give up. They would give up. They would give up. And then there's like, these officers are shooting these kids. Well, these kids need help. But we're not getting it. We're not getting the we're not getting the, the help that we need because the programs are, are a mess. So I can sit here all day and talk about it or I can do something about it. And that's what I've chosen to do is do something about it. And that's 
that's exactly what it is. That is what it is, period. Um, that's just point blank. It has to be that way. We have to care. We have to want to do something about it. Um, we have to share our voices. Um, I feel we're smashing at the time. I have to ask you about this. Um, so explain to me a little more what um, hearts that soar. Soar, I have to come saying it right. Hearts that soar or soar. Um, and explain that soar. to me, please. Yes. So hearts that soar um, is a foundation that is going to be created um, to help with mental health in the Relentless Athletes and Sounds of Autism coming together. So it will be a very similar program to what I already have, but we'll add more solution-based with the boys. The boys will bring solutions for coping. Something that I noticed with kids with autism and police officers, they're very stressed out, high anxiety, high adrenaline. And the two together, a lot of time, mock each other's behaviors. When I was talking to Landon's psychologist that was questioning him, uh, he said, we're going to do these breathing techniques, and it's called bio and neural feedback. And I said, okay. So we did it, and it cost me um, total probably $5,000 out of pocket, but I was going to do anything for my son. So we start doing these breathing exercises, and my son would come home after doing them, and he said, Mom, this is crazy. Like, this doesn't work. What are we doing? And he was so frustrated. So I went to the doctor, and I said, we're doing all this feedback stuff, but he's telling me, and he's a very intelligent kid, that this is not working. So what is this doing? And so he goes, let me explain it to you, and you're going to totally get it. He said, you have something in your body called the parasympathetic. The parasympathetic becomes damaged over time when you have high stress and anxiety. So like a police officer, a military, this is where a lot of PTSD comes from and things like that. The parasympathetic is what keeps you your feng shui, your balance inside, balanced. So this breathing is almost like an exercise to heal and reset that parasympathetic. So when you have an officer that has high adrenaline and you have a, a child with autism that has high adrenaline and they're in a situation that's fright, critical and crisis, what do you think is going to happen? There's nobody there to talk these people down. So a lot of our pre- and post-classes in education is going to be talking about coping methods, finding those internal talents that you have and using them as a coping technique. For me, I play the piano. I've played the piano by ear since I was two years old. And I was classically trained, but I hate reading music. I just write my own. So a lot of what I'm doing is education through, through my music. And I'm writing songs for families that tell me their stories or they share something with me, and I'll write a song, and I'll use their story in my song. Um, to bring education, and then I'll create a video to talk about that. So the video will tell the story, and then the music will be kind of that that thing that mends people's hearts, you know, that heart that soar. It's, it's bringing people back to being positive and soaring versus um, needing help. Okay, so cool. So it's another, yeah, another solution added to it. So even more solutions, which I'm very glad about. As many solutions as possible. Um, so, quick thing. Uh, Mary does have a question from the audience. Okay. Somebody just texted me and said, can she offer suggestions to families in crisis? Yes. Uh, it would depend on um, what the crisis is, but what we have are vetted resources. That's why we're doing all of these YMCA meetings is we're sharing and showing families all the different resources that are in the community because a lot of times they don't talk about it so they don't go find and a lot of times they'll find people and they don't realize they're just taking their money. Like for us, I spent $5,000 out of pocket during crisis and I was like, it's not working and you're taking my money. But when he explained it to me, we now use those coping methods to use as a after the fact when these kids are going through, you know, the medicines and all that kind of stuff. Because these medicines are very scary. Many people don't want to do the Western medicine side of things. A lot of people want to try the, the medical marijuana, but they, they, they're scared to do it. And I'm like, you try everything. This is your child. You try everything. 
and, and, and you don't give up until you find the solution. But if you don't have those answers, get on our Facebook page, get on our website, and start educating yourself. Start ch- telling your stories or reading our stories so that you can get the help that you need because we have a ton of families that share their resources and share their families and share their stories. Um, and just by reading those things and educating yourself makes it so much more successful. I hope I answered their question. I hope so. Um, I'm sure they'll tell me if they di- if you didn't. Um, <laughs> in the, your website is soundsofautism.org, right? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Excellent. Well, um, we do have one last commercial, and then we'll come back and we'll uh, divvy it out. Okay. Thank you. I'm inspired to give back by the many individuals who are making a difference and taking steps to make the world better. Many people are tackling problems by themselves and thinking they are all alone in their efforts to make a change. I want them to know they are not going unnoticed. The world is watching. I'm part of a team helping to project their voices on a global scale. Small charities and solo entrepreneurs are doing amazing things but don't have the budgets to market themselves. Like many people, I once struggled in a variety of jobs I didn't care for, so I decided to find a new way to give back, to pay it forward, and to be the change. While some people my age are considering retirement, I've joined other professionals to create and manage a nonprofit organization called Peace Corps. The words that create our name tell only a small part of our giving story. We are philanthropists, educators, activists. We are compassionate, evolving, charitable, optimistic, responsible, and enthusiastic. We created Peace Corps so we can use our natural talents to help others. We work with nonprofits, individuals, and for-profit organizations that have a philanthropic outlook. Peace Corps uses several tools to give a voice to those that otherwise might not be known outside their small local circles. Be Unique magazine is released monthly and printed on demand. This digital interactive publication doubled in size within five months. During that same time, it attracted almost 60 volunteers from 12 countries and across the USA. These volunteers are professionals. They're performers and writers, editors, researchers, videographers, photographers, crew members, and so much more. Coffee or tea? No phones allowed? This fun show is hosted by millennials and provides insight into what they're thinking but it's by no means intended to appeal only to that generation, as evidenced by their topic and their guests. Because our volunteers know that we are giving 100% of our beings to this organization, they are meeting us on our terms. Nobody earns anything. Yet we all work as if we are earning six-figure incomes. That is the epitome of giving. Curating the stories and creating a high-quality literary-style publication that not only highlights the good work of others, but projects positivity and inspiration gives me purpose. By giving myself to this organization, others want to give to Peace Corps. We have created a global giving circle. Wow. I Every well, now and then we have to plug ourselves. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, today, tonight, today, whichever one it is, where everybody is, um, was very inspirational. It was very nice to be able to delve into um, exactly what everything you had to offer and what more you're bringing to the table and how autism and with experiences and what you're doing with foundation and just educating people. Education is a very powerful thing. Um, that sometimes over here um, in America we do kind of take for granted sometimes, but it's very exciting that you are educating people, first responders, and just anyone who has any any questions about autism to just listen and you use it with a way that people like to sit and listen to, and it's very exciting. I was so glad I got to meet you today. Oh, thank you. I feel the same. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Mary, did you have anything else to say? Well, I wanted to know um, I, if Cricket has a, any last words. 
Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is anybody that's listening, please, please, um, you know, follow us on Facebook especially. Um, we do everything on there. And, and why I say that is because um, there's some big things coming uh, that we will be announcing um, at the end of July uh, is my guest. And um, once you see that that announcement, I think you're going to be really excited because um, it's going to move us faster and get more information out to our community. Well, that's awesome. Ooh. I can't wait to hear about it. Well, I really appreciate it. And thank you guys so much, um, you know, for, for including me. And I will let everybody know um, that I am, speaking to tonight uh, to check out the podcast and, and find your page and try to support you um, however they can. But I really appreciate you guys including me on all of this. You're very welcome, Cricket. It's definitely we mutual. you taking your time out. Oh, you're welcome. You guys have a good night then, okay? Okay. You and stay, well. stay Thank for you. just a few minutes after our exit here, and uh, we'll say good night. Okay. And we may want to have you come back on another time, too, if, if you've got time. Um, oh, yes, we do another yes, maybe show. after this yeah. announcement. Let's do it after the announcement for sure. We will, we will see what we've got available. Thank you. listening this evening. We're happy you chose to spend this time with us, and we hope you learned as much as we did. Be sure to come back the first and third Thursday of each month for more exciting guests, and if you'd like us to invite you or someone you know to speak right here, just go to beunique.org and contact us there. They say, folks, is a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> Cricket, I will send you the link as soon as it has archived and we have the link ready for you, and then you can share it. Thank you. you are Thank welcome. You Thank you. So, you are very welcome. Thank you for joining us. And Tyrell, thank you yes. for co hosting. Of course. You know, I enjoy being here. Of course. I do. The only thing better than doing it this way is doing it in person. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to Arizona and I'm going to meet you, Cricket. Oh, yes, please come. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let me know. All right. Thank you. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.